Welcome to the Under 8 Podcast, a daily college basketball show brought to you every weekday in under eight minutes. At the time of recording, it is Thursday, November 30th at 11.30 p.m. My name is Josh Mullinex. On today's pod, the Big East Big 12 battle delivers on a Thursday night and Angel and Angel Reese returns for LSU. It's all right now on the Under 8 Podcast. the number seven LSU Tigers beat the number nine Virginia Tech Hokies. Angel Reese is back. Josh, 19 points on five of 10 shooting, went to the free throw line 16 times, but 19 and nine and uh, jumps right back in there in a uh, top 10 win for LSU. Yeah. Two final four teams from last season. Virginia Tech had a seven point lead at the end of the first quarter. Then LSU decided they wanted to take matters into their own hands, and that was the ball game. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, on a very basic level, they just started playing better defense. They ran better offense for the last three quarters. They got better shots when they went on this huge run to take the lead and kind of put the game out of reach. When Liz Kitley and Georgia Amor aren't phenomenal, Virginia Tech just has a hard time playing with the best teams in the country because either they have Caitlin Clark (laughs) or in the case of an LSU, in the case of a South Carolina, there are just so many weapons. And Virginia Tech just doesn't have that many weapons. And then you also have a player foul out in the first half, which I don't know if I've ever seen that before. That's less than ideal. Yeah, there was a lot going on, obviously, with Angel Reese coming back. LSU dominated the offensive glass as expected and convincing win 700th for Kim Mulkey in her career. Yeah, it doesn't take, you know, to your point about the Hokies having a very specific avenue to beating good teams. You know, Georgia Moore, Kitley, 11 of 24, 6 of 16. Nobody else took more than than 10 shots. Uh, and you know, only one player other than than that took more than seven. So, and then when you look on the LSU side, it's Reese five of ten, Morrow eight of seventeen, Williams nine of fifteen, Johnson six of thirteen. You know, you just kind of go down the list, and the weapons are there. And of course, when you bring somebody like like Angel Reese back into the lineup, you just get that much scarier. But it's um, it. it it makes sense. I think the box score paints the right picture for an 18 point win for, for LSU. Biggie's 12. All right, final go ahead. Thing, final thing I'll say real quick. Cause I didn't get to talk about this when on our first show that we had technical difficulties with Wi-Fi when they lost to Colorado. The, the reason this team was number one preseason, this reason this team has so much hype from a basketball standpoint is because you brought in two potential all American caliber transfers. Mm-hmm. And it's because now Michaela Williams is also playing ridiculously well as a freshman. The challenge is going to be figuring out now that they are finally all on the floor together, how to make this work and whether you can actually maximize all these players. It's a similar thing to what Bill Self is facing on the Kansas men's side, right? Of it's the number one, number one preseason team in the country because of 
the returners plus the additions, but they mm. haven't been able to get all of them to come together and do what they're capable of. That's the question facing Kim Mulkey moving forward now is, can you fit all these pieces together in a way that actually gets the most out of all of them or that you're willing to make the sacrifices you have to, to figure out the formula. That's what I'm really curious about. Another team with a ton of weapons on the men's side is the Creighton Blue Jays. Um, I, I, Creighton, I, I didn't think I was going to have to do this with Creighton this year when they were going to score 50, less than 50 points in a game. Um, and now I'm just kind of nervous all the time, but uh, ultimately not a big deal on this particular night, 79-65, the Blue Jays beat Oklahoma State. Uh, Ryan Cockburner, 16-12, and 12, on a less than efficient night for someone of Ryan Cockburner's status, 6-15, of 15, but it was the guards who were really, really, really good in this game. Stephen Ashworth, 6-9, of nine, 17 points, 5 assists, 4 of 5 from the three-point line. Baylor Shireman and Trey Alexander, they combined for 41 on 15 of 28 shooting. 15 rebounds for those two guys as well. Uh, 79 points, uh, 52% from the field, 52% from the three-point line. That's the that's those are the numbers I want from a from a unit that I that I coined possibly the best unit in all of college basketball this year. I feel like you got to give Oklahoma State credit for hanging in there. Yeah, sure. I mean, if well, halftime it looked like it might turn into a blowout and credit Oklahoma state. They came out with a really good start to the second half, but if you, yeah, if you give me the 10 and 19 from three and you give me the field goal percentages for those players, it's not a 14 point game. It's a Mm -hmm. 25 point game, especially with Oklahoma state's offensive struggles this year, but they, they've had some bad losses, but they did hang in there and at least stay within striking distance. They were never really threatening. But give them a little bit, at least at least a little bit of credit. Shout out Mike Boynton. Uh, the other thing here, you, you laid out the stats. I mean, when Creighton shoots the ball that way, they're probably not losing to anybody. I'm honestly kind of surprised they didn't break 80. But specifically Trey Alexander, getting him going again, close to home with a bunch of family and friends in attendance. He had a really rough couple games. That's part of the reason why they couldn't score the ball against Colorado State get him back into a rhythm. That's a really good sign. They are at their best, obviously when all of these guys are playing well and complimenting each other. And that's what you got tonight. Definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm monitoring a little bit. Uh, Creighton is uh, more than a hundred spots uh, lower in tempo this year, which is, which is interesting with the, with some of the guys that they, some of the guys that they have, um, Maybe that's part of it. They're 19th offensively right now. That's actually better than where they ended last year. But um, keeping an eye on them for sure uh, moving forward. But on this particular night, uh, not too many issues. Shouts to Javon Small, uh, 24 points in this one on 8 of 17. Uh, that's the second time he's he's dipped into the 20-point range as a scorer. So good for uh, good for Small. He's definitely the the battery that kind of powers that offense if they're going to if they're going to keep up with teams and and score enough points. Also in the Big East Big 12 battle, maybe the game of the night in terms of uh entertainment, Butler 103, Texas Tech 95 in overtime. Josh, this is the first time since 
December 30th, that 2017, that Butler has put up triple digits on the scoreboard and is the first time in almost 13 years, or 13 years uh, this coming December 4th, that Texas Tech has allowed 100 points in a basketball game. Uh, very, very high scoring, lots of fun, and overtime win for Butler. That is now 6-2 and two on the season uh, with, with a handful of wins that are uh, that you at least stop and take notice of. Yeah, a couple of things here. One, the stat, light, stat lines from this game, absolutely sensational. Indeed. Tosh Alexander, triple-double. Joe Toussaint, 18 points, 12 assists. I mean, just phenomenal stuff. And then you got Jamil Telford, DJ Davis. They've got 51 combined points on 28 shots. It was spectacular just to look at the box score and see what some of these guys did. Mm-hmm. The other thing, as you mentioned, with the the schedule and the quality wins here, yeah, uh, Butler's losses are to Michigan State and Florida Atlantic, neither of which were at home. Mm-hmm. You now have two high major wins. Granted, not exactly premier high major wins, but Texas Tech and Penn State. Mm-hmm. You beat a very good Boise State team. This is substantially better than the past couple of seasons. I'm still honestly not sure how either how good either of these teams are. Because Texas Tech is also, okay, they don't have any great wins. They've lost to the good teams they've played, but they haven't lost any bad teams, so I don't really know what to make of them either. Mm-hmm. But from a Butler momentum standpoint, boy, did they need a good start to this season to just get some confidence back, get some excitement back. And I know it's not a bunch of world beaters and that they're not 8-0 or anything, but this is a really, really good starting point that puts you in the NCAA tournament conversation heading into Big East play, which is all you can really ask for. Yeah, in position to be in position. Right. And the Big East is a gauntlet, and they didn't do a very good job of winning Big East games last year despite entering conference play at 8-3. and three. So it is one of those things where it's a really nice start, but even like if you lose this game tonight, you've done less than you did through the Big East Big 12 battle last year because you beat Kansas State in the Big East Big 12 battle last year and also got a, a couple wins in the MTE feast week like realm. So it was, it was a, an important win for Butler in terms of keeping that momentum going and actually feeling like the resume is, is a step above what it was at this point last year. Chance McMillan was seven of 25, the grand Canyon transfer uh, from the three point line heading into this year. That's a 44% three point shooter last year, uh, eight of 10 from the three point line, 24 points. Sure. Is that any good? Eight of 10. I I always love it when those shooters score all of their points from the three point line. Mm-hmm. It makes me very happy. <laughs> I uh I haven't I I, I want to go back and see how many players scored twenty points or more for Butler last year. Like on how many occasions? Uh, three different players have done it in the last two games for Butler. DJ Davis and uh, Jamel Telford tonight, like you said. Pierre Brooks had 18 on 7 of 11 from the field, backing up back-to-back 25-plus point performances in Orlando over Thanksgiving. So the Bulldogs can score, that's for sure. And and like I said, not very many teams. This was a good test for their offense in general against a well-coached, disciplined, good defense team in, in Texas Tech. And uh, they're now a top 30 offense. I'm still a little skeptical about the defense, but we'll see. It'll get there. But um, but still a, a solid win for, for Butler. At this point, you just got to celebrate. And as Butler grads, we know this. 
you just got to celebrate being really good on one end of the floor because yeah. it's been bad on both ends the past couple seasons. Indeed. They were 223rd offensively last year. Yeah. That's impressively. That's impressive. I think 223rd. 224, excuse me. The offense was solid. Excuse me, the defense. 55th, we'll take it. Anyways, uh, anything else? I didn't else? think it was that good, to be honest. Okay. It was actually not bad. It actually wasn't bad. Um, but it didn't matter because they couldn't they couldn't throw the basketball into the ocean last year. Josh, anything else before we get out of here? Good weekend coming up. Mm, indeed. As the Big East Big 12 battle continues, and we'll be back to recap it all on Sunday. Really nice night of college hoops tomorrow. You've got some... You got some Big Ten action, Purdue at Northwestern. Uh, Houston is at Xavier. Of course, the big one is UConn and Kansas, but uh, some solid basketball uh, to kick off the weekend tomorrow and uh, and kind of mixed in with all the college football that's that's going to go on this weekend. That's all we have for you for the Under 8 podcast for Thursday, November 30th. It is almost 11.45 on Thursday night. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your shows. Follow the Under 8 pod on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Thank you so much for being here, and we will see you next time.